People have been telling each other fairy tales for thousands of years. Then, a few hundred years ago, collectors began writing the stories down. The ones that became famous were the ones that reflected the ideas of the time. These stories often had patient, polite princesses, such as Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. The tales with bold girls fighting their own battles were often ignored. But not today. Hi there, my name is Ross K. Fode. I'm the host of Bookwormies. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's classified as a forgotten fairy tale. There are literally hundreds upon hundreds of fairy tales in existence, but when we think fairy tale, I think the most obvious things that spring to mind are things that have really been adapted by Disney. Your Snow Whites, your Sleeping Beauties, these are, I think, what would immediately spring to mind for most people. But there is a very rich tomb out there of, perhaps, in some cases, better works out there that, for one reason or another, no interest to the House of Mouse. Or not yet, at least. Well, actually, probably not any time in the near future either, because they'd rather just remake something that they already made. Uh, but the Nettle Princess. Now, the story behind the Nettle Princess was it was first, as we know it, written down in 1845 by German writer Karl Mullenhoff. However, that's not to say he was the author. He heard it from someone else, but he doesn't remember, or he didn't, past tense, he didn't remember who. Good start. However, he did have the wherewithal to actually write it down. Later, brothers Wilhelm and Jacob Grimm added it to their collection of fairy tales, calling it Maid Marlene. However, the original title is indeed The Nettle Princess. So I thought we'd take a look at it today. Now, that is quite a short story, so I'll actually read it out. And afterwards, well, you can see what you think and you can see, should it have been forgotten? Should it be better known? Take a listen and see what you think. There once was a princess called Eliza, who loved a prince called Hans. Hans loved Eliza too, so much so, he felt his heart might burst. Eliza's father was at war with Hans' father, so Hans and Eliza met in secret in a forest between their kingdoms. Eliza loved the forest almost as much as she loved Hans. She even loved the stinging nettles. You are the only person who talks to nettles, but that was one of the reasons he loved her. Eliza's father, the king, grew suspicious. I have decided that you will marry a duke from our kingdom. Eliza refused to let her father rule her life. I will certainly not. The king's face turned red with rage. He rose from his throne and roared to a guard, Take her to the tower! Guards marched Elisa to a stone tower on a hill. They threw her inside with sacks of oats and barrels of water. You will stay in there for five years, the king barked. The guards sealed the entrance, leaving Eliza alone in the dark. Eliza was determined to escape. She scrambled to the wall and began to scratch at the stones with her nails. Months passed. Still, Eliza kept scratching. As she worked, she spoke to a little nettle growing on the ground. She told it about hands in the forest. A whole year passed. More rays of sunlight shone into Eliza's gloomy prison. Finally, one of the stones began to wobble. It's loose, Eliza gasped. Eliza leaned against the wall and pushed the loose stone. She felt very weak, but she thought of seeing hands and pushed harder. At last, the stone fell away, and Eliza tumbled through the gap in the wall and landed with a thump on the grass outside. She jumped up, squinting in the brilliant daylight. Hey, she's escaped, a guard cried. Eliza fled, 
Exhausted, Eliza hid among a patch of nettles. The guard came closer. Ow, I don't like stinging nettles. Finally, the guard turned and trudged away. The nettles hadn't stung Eliza at all. Thank you, my friends, she said. You saved me. Eliza set off for Han's kingdom. Would he still love her? After all this time, Eliza's heart pounded as she reached Han's palace. She feared she would be sent straight home to her father. At the gates, her path was blocked by a grim-faced guard. You must be Lady Olga's new maid, the guard grunted. Follow me. The guard led Eliza to Lady Olga's room. About time, Lady Olga cried. I need your help with the wedding. What wedding? Eliza asked. Lady Olga's lips curled into a sneer. My wedding, of course, to Prince Hans. That night, Eliza watched the moon rise over the forest. I am a fool, she breathed. Of course Hans forgot me. She decided to run back to the forest to live alone among the trees. But the next morning, she was stopped again by Lady Olga's guard. Come with me. The guard led Eliza to Lady Olga's bathroom door. The lock had broken. My wedding is about to start, Lady Olga screamed. Everyone is waiting for me. My maid must go instead, Lady Olga insisted. If she wears a veil, Hans will never know it's not me. Before Eliza could refuse, servants had dressed her up for the ceremony. A guard marched Eliza to the palace chapel. She was about to flee when a wedding guest parted and she saw Hans, she gasped. Eliza stared at Hans from across the chapel. He looked the same as when they were last together in the forest. He took her arm and they suddenly walked to the altar. Suddenly, Eliza stopped. Wait! The prince had been about to step on a nettle. Eliza guided him away and then crouched to the plant. Little friend, she whispered. You are safe now. Eliza didn't notice Hans staring at her, his mouth open in astonishment. As the wedding began, Hans kept gazing at Eliza. She looked away, scared he would realize she was not his true bride. By the time the ceremony finished, Lady Olga was free. Give me back my dress! Lady Olga rushed to join Hans at the wedding feast. When she lifted back her veil, Hans looked even more confused. As Eliza watched, she saw Hans whisper to his new bride. The last pieces of her heart crushed to dust, and she fled. But Eliza had not heard what Hans had whispered to Lady Olga. Did you talk to that nettle? He had asked. What? Lady Olga had replied. Why would I talk to a silly nettle? Now Hans was sure that something very strange had happened. Eliza sat alone in the forest. She watched butterflies flutter, sunlight fall through, and nettles swaying in the soft breeze. Oh, nettles, she sighed. I have nowhere left to go, but at least I still have you. I only know one person who talks to nettles, a voice replied. Elisa whirled around. She hid behind the nettles as Hans appeared. Elisa, Hans said, I do not need to see you to know it is you, but I was told you were dead. Dead? Elisa burst from hiding, filled with sudden fury. Who told you that lie? My father, Hans explained. His cheeks turned red with shame. He forced me to marry Lady Olga. Unlike you, I wasn't strong enough to refuse. Will you forgive me, now that we are married? Hans, you married Lady Olga. Hans sank to one knee and took Elisa's hands. The nettles stopped swaying, and all the creatures in the forest stopped to watch. No, I married the person who stood beside me at the altar. That was you. 
Elisa forgave Hans. They lived together in the forest, where they built a small home. And every day, they walked among the trees. And Elisa always did say hello to her friends, the Nettles. So, there we have it. Elisa, the Nettle Princess. Rather, the Nettle Princess. What do you think? Deserves its status as a forgotten fairy tale? More interesting than Snow White? More interesting than the Seven Dwarfs? That's the same tale, but you know what I'm getting at. Personally, I think it doesn't deserve its status as a forgotten fairy tale. I think it's actually better than a lot of the far more recognized ones. But as we alluded to at the beginning, the ones that became popular were the ones that more reflected the thinking of the times. Perhaps it makes sense that this didn't get well known. Uh, it wasn't more publicized at the time because we've obviously got a very headstrong princess here that takes matters into her own hands. She's not at all submissive. Yeah, I, I think the character is a better role model than a lot of the, quote, Disney princesses, the better known ones. It's a shame. Didn't really get his dues back in the day or later on. Because quite frankly, I would say that this character, rather than, you know, kind of trying to adjust characters that were already pre-established to today's politics, where you, and kind of like the temperature of the room, as it were, you've got Eliza Lanental Princess here, and she, she's kind of a cool lady. Also, as a complete side note, I really, really like Nestle Tea. So yeah, I don't think this does deserve its status. Thank you for tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.